Hi, welcome to the Cloud Migration Podcast from Capital Innovations. Find us at capbpm.com. We migrate your legacy workflow to Comunda. That includes workflow, rules, integrations, UI, and security. It's a fixed cost and five times faster than doing it manually. It's being used by some of the biggest companies in the world. And read our case studies at catbpm.com to get more information. In this episode, we'd like to explore the top five things you need to know about Comunda process data, task data, and process history. So Max, as the only CEO in the world who's personally certified in Comunda, let me ask you, where do we start on this? The thing you've got to understand is that Comunda keeps track of all the data that flows through it, as well as all the metadata. So if you've got a process that's seeking approval for paying an invoice, for example, Comunda tracks all the details of the invoice itself, who worked on it last, how long it sat there before they started working on it, how long it took them to finish the task, how long the next person took, etc., etc., etc. It's all in Commando's head. Nice. That's uh, some really useful information for process improvement and optimization. It is, but there's a but. There's a limit of about 4,000 characters for string objects that you can keep in Commando's head. So if your data happens to be really long, that's going to break things. Now, you can get around that by using something called spin, but that has its own pros and cons. If you want to learn more about spin, you can contact us at infocapbpm.com or just Google Comunda spin. Two, all the information loaded into Comunda's head is stored. So if you've got sensitive information as part of your process payload, that could be a security concern. And three, those history tables load up fast. So if you're not actively purging them, they will 100% crash your server. To learn more about this, Google Comunda Best Practices History Data. Okay, so that sounds less nice. (laughs) How do I step around the negative on this? Right, so that's the right question. In general, there are guidelines I'd recommend that you use to discriminate between your process data and your application data. Process data is the information that Comunda needs in order to do its job which way to go when it gets to a gateway, the input to a DMN table, who is doing the task, how long they have to do it, the business key, RESTful APIs that need to be called. Application data is the actual payload that the business cares about. The details of the invoice, who approved it, the amount, etc. This is important business data, but it's not strictly necessary in order for the Comunda engine to drive a process definition. This is the data you want to store in your internal application database. That way you can apply your internal company policies and best practices for application data while still letting Comunda do what it does best. And you tie these two together with the business key? Absolutely right. The business key will act as a tether, connecting your business instance data to the Comunda instance that's shepherding it. So just a quick reminder that we're experts in migrating legacy workflow and rules engines to open source alternatives. We 100% guarantee it. And if your vendor doesn't, you might want to ask yourself why. Okay, so Max, back to this. Um, That all makes sense, but won't there be some overlap between the two? For example, if you're using the invoice number as a business key? 100%, and that's unavoidable. But the more you minimize it, the more of a flavor you're doing to yourself and to your organization. Got it. So the process data and application data separate as much as possible, which will minimize the size of the process data. I get that, but I still need to clean the history tables. So how do I handle that? Man, you've got your eye on the ball. 
Yes, you still have to purge your history tables, or they break your server. In order to do that, you need to enable the history cleanup feature. You can trigger it manually, but most people set it to execute automatically. In order to do that, you set your time to live, or TTL, for your process definitions, which can be done right in the model. Most people set it to about six months. Two, read the excellent history and audit event log entry by Commanda. We'll have a link for that. Three, choose a history level. Your options are none, activity, audit, full, and auto. These get progressively more noisy as you go along. Four, this can be done via the BPM platform.xml files and the processes.xml file. So start looking at what's happening in there. And five, configure a cleanup schedule that aligns with your throughput and company policies. I know this all sounds complicated, but it actually sounds more complicated than it really is. Once you get into it, you'll figure it out in a couple of days. I do recommend that you test it, audit it, work with your DBAs, and be prepared with an archival strategy for the purge data. Max, that's a really great information. And I think it's all the time we have for today. Uh, I just want to thank you for helping us better understand how to build these environments. I want to thank our listeners for liking, sharing, and subscribing. Please leave a review and head over to our site at catppm.com. Check out more content and articles on business process migration and the latest industry news. If you'd like to connect, please reach out at info at catbpm.com. And until next time, stay safe and thank you for the support.